0: Welcome to Street Level Theology. I'm Gabriel Medina.
1: And I'm Eric Cobb.
0: In this podcast, we talk about topics through a biblical lens to help us live the life God calls us to live.
1: We hope and pray that this podcast will encourage you in your obedience to God for His glory. Okay, Eric, so
0: one thing I've noticed with Lydia's job, you know, my wife, she's a dietitian, And one thing that's interesting with her job is that since everybody eats food every day, Mm -hmm. everybody thinks they know enough about food to be healthy or they think they eat right. They think they know what she knows, even though they've never studied just because they handle food every day. Mm -hmm. everybody's an
1: expert on nutrition.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, just because we eat every day, we must know we must be expert on it. And the reason why I say this is because I think that same thing happens with a lot of Christian habits and a lot of Christian theology. Hmm. And with the topic that we want to talk about today is prayer. And I think a lot of Christians, if you were to ask them, do you know what prayer is? They would automatically say yes, because we're Christians. We pray every day mm-hmm. you know, we deal with prayer every day. It's just a thing we do yet. If you go, okay, well, what is it? They would probably struggle. And then also, just because they know what prayer is or just because they are Christians and they say they pray mm-hmm. so many of us struggle with prayer and we have a horrible prayer lives, me included. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I just wanted to give a quick definition before we jump in. Cool. The new city catechism says prayer is pouring out our hearts to God in praise, petition, confession of sin and thanksgiving. And then I found a quote from John Calvin talking about prayer, he says it's the chief exercise of faith. So that's basically how faith works itself out or how faith expresses itself. And I was thinking about Romans 8, 15 through 16, where it says, we cry out, Abba, Father. Mm -hmm. If we have faith, we actually, our hearts flow out into prayer. That's great. To God. And so my question to you is, I've noticed myself when I first got saved, I prayed a lot, or I felt Mm -hmm. like I prayed a lot, but when I started to grow in knowledge and as just life started hitting me, Mm -hmm. I started praying less and less. And so what's going on there? What happened? And then also how do you help somebody out of that?
1: Yeah. It's probably hard to know why a particular person is, praying less than they used to without a little bit of digging. But I, I mean, I could imagine there could be a few motives. One be distraction. I think we're massively distracted because not only in that time, did you grow more in your knowledge of the Lord, but you've also lived through a time that's become increasingly distracted too. both your, yeah. your own personal life and the, the kind of responsibilities you have, but even just digital distraction and stuff. I, it's kind of amazing to me that Anyone's prayer life is good in this particular distracted age. You definitely have to put in a lot more effort because of that. Then there could be also reasons of, I could imagine, I mean, I'm going to be less prayerful when I think that I can do it on my own, you know, that I can do life on my own, become more, feel more self-sufficient. Right. And when I have needs, very clear needs, um, I'm more likely to pray. So I can think of a few reasons. I think for myself, it's usually due to self-sufficiency distraction, just not planning for it. It's something that's, it's definitely something that goes against our natural grain. And so we need to really plan for it. And, and our lives don't have a lot of empty space where we might go like, Oh, you know what I think I'll do right now? I think I'll pray since I have nothing to do. There's always a way to fill that time with something. So we definitely need to plan for it. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. You hear those,
0: um, early church fathers are like just certain people you'll read books and you'll hear their prayer life. Mm-hmm. It's Like he prayed hours a day. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's kind of like, well, I mean, how much do we believe that prayer changes things? How much do we believe yeah. that the God of the universe is listening to us and cares and wants to spend time with us and wants to hear from his children. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it digs out of like, what do we functionally believe? Yeah. I remember, I just remember
0: when I got, First saved, I was just so amped about God. I was so mm-hmm. thankful to God. And so I was captivated by everything and it pushed me to Him. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about a as I started growing in, in knowledge of scripture and even of God. There's a passage that kind of is convicting a little bit. I think there's some overlap here, but it's um John 5:39. 39 it's, he's you know, Jesus talking to the Pharisees he's like, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life and it is they that bear witness about me yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life right you know they're looking at scripture and missing the point like i was going to scripture and it's the thing that should push us to god Mm -hmm. but i was being captivated by knowledge Mm -hmm. and by just the scriptures alone and not being captivated more by god yeah, it's kind of a weird. It, it a is weird a weird reason. thing
1: because prayer is a way to relate to this great God that you're reading about in Scripture. It should drive us to to want to be closer to Him and and uh, you know spend time with Him and and certainly a deeper knowledge of the Gospel should make us aware that He wants to spend time with us and that He desires to be with us. And the whole point of the Gospel is to get God, and prayer is. Yeah a way in which we spend time and commune and enjoy God. And yeah. we always do enjoy him. When we really get into a good spirit of prayer, you always come away from that going like, man, that was good. I, I should do that more. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like prayer is like breathing. And we've been holding our breaths for way too long, you know, and then yeah. you have that time with the Lord and you just feel, man, that feels refreshing.
0: Yeah. And it's, you need to breathe a lot. You don't, you need to breathe. <laughs> I actually, a lot. feel that it feels good because mm-hmm. it's like, man, we go to pray and it's so hard, but we don't push through that mm-hmm. hard part to get to the good part. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. There's a older author, I think it was a Puritan, but he said, pray until you pray. And I always like that because, you know, it sounds weird, but it's true. We all know yeah. that like, sometimes we need to pray until we pray. We need to persist in it until we actually are getting down to the meat of it, the juices of it and really, you know, enjoying the Lord in those first, you know, that first time, but it's worth pushing for, you know, maybe we could talk about a few things that would, you know, maybe some strategies and stuff to make prayer more doable, because I think some people prayer comes very naturally for them, but it doesn't for me. I mean, I've used a few different techniques. Maybe we could talk about that. I don't know. What do you want to talk about?
0: I'm done with that. Yeah, I was just going to say like to finish up, I guess my train of thought first is yep. just like when I got in that and I tend to see people be on opposite spectrums, either they it's kind of sad, either they pray a lot and neglect scripture
2: mm-hmm.
0: or we read a lot and study mm-hmm. a lot and we neglect prayer. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was in that stage where I wasn't praying as much, I put reading scripture as a trump card It's like, mm-hmm. that's way more important. Mm hmm. And now I'm in a spot where I'm like, man, prayer might be more important. You Mm -hmm. know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that go like, no, prayer is most important, Mm -hmm. but they're both. Yeah. And when I was going through scripture a lot, I needed to really repent. And I still, because I still have that habit because I'm just, I think, wired that way. I need to repent that I go to the scriptures to actually meet with God. Mm -hmm. And as I do that, it makes me pray. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to meet with them, I need to speak to them. Right. You know, you don't just meet up with someone and look at them and talk mm-hmm. to the person behind them right? or talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. You actually speak to them. And so if I'm going to the scriptures, I need to accompany with prayer. Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, yeah. and certainly there's there's a wonderful prayers for opening the scripture, especially it's like Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is full of prayer oriented to the scriptures, you know. Uh, open yeah. my eyes and show me amazing things in your word and uh, don't hide your commandments from me. And if there's all these different prayers of like, you know, Lord, reveal yourself to me in this word. And so I think praying as we enter into the word, seeing who he is, and then having that be a prompt to pray more yeah. is probably the ideal.
0: Yeah, I do want to talk about practical things we could do. Mm-hmm. But there's a verse in Isaiah 29, 13, where he says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Mm. And so as we approach the practical side of what to do to help us in our prayers, Mm -hmm. we just need to remember that prayer is not a mechanism that we just do and we need the right spell. Mm
2: -hmm. It's
0: something that has to do with our hearts. That's why it's praying is pouring out our hearts to God. Mm -hmm. And then prayer is the exercise of faith. Yes. And so it comes from the heart, comes from our faith. It's not just something that we can read from a book and figure it out.
1: Yeah, that it's a, there's a heart issue there. And uh, there's a cool passage that comes to mind just from the heart area, maybe getting us more encouraged to actually engage in prayer. And that's Ephesians 2, verse 18. In Ephesians two eighteen, Paul says, For through him... We both have access in one spirit to the Father. Very short verse, but it says, for through and the Him is Christ there, we both, Jews and Gentiles, have access in one spirit to the Father. And I love the Trinitarian thing that's going on there. Is that when we're praying to the Father, we're praying through Christ. Jesus yeah, And that's it, we have access through the Holy Spirit. So you know, all three persons of the Trinity, I'm, I'm praying to the Father. We know from Romans 8 that the Spirit intercedes with us and makes our prayer something that makes sense to the Lord. You yeah. know, from Hebrews that Jesus actually intercedes for us as well as praying for yep. us and he's our access to the Father. And so there's a lot of help available from God himself that he's not this distant being that we have to somehow just try really hard to make our prayers effective. He's got us surrounded, you know, we're coming through Jesus and in the spirit to the father. Yeah. You know, and I have a diagram for it, but that doesn't work (laughs) well in this kind of thing, but just to how, you know, we're enveloped by the Trinity. When we pray all three persons, the father is eager to hear our prayers. Yeah. Jesus is interceding for us. The spirit is helping us in our weakness. It's like, there's a lot of help there. Yeah. He gives us everything
0: possible for him to hear us. Yes. Like if we really believe that he wants to hear us, I mean, we should pray. And the thing that blows my mind is how I do lack faith so much, because if, if I had access to talk to president Mm -hmm. Biden, Mm -hmm. I would drop everything to talk to him. Mm -hmm. If I had access to talk to some famous person, I would drop everything to talk Mm -hmm. to
1: him for sure.
0: And Yet we have access to pray to the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. A person who's made every single being
2: mm-hmm. is
0: responsible for all this. Right. And we go, Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, duh. You know, he's God. And we don't even mm-hmm. care to pray to him.
1: I'll do it if I really need something or if maybe I yeah, have a lot of downtime.
0: It's pretty mind-blowing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. It is mind-blowing. And part of is that is that. God is invisible. That's one of his attributes, invisibility, his spirit. And so we don't see him. And so it is like what Calvin was saying, it is an act of faith, right? It's an act of faith to read the scriptures and the scriptures tell us that the father hears us through the son by the Holy spirit, that we're able to commune with God and that our prayers are really heard by him. And that's an act of believing. Right. It's an act of believing what the scriptures say about prayer because when we don't see them, like you might see somebody you're going to have a a human that you're going to have a conversation with. But I think when we pray until we pray, when we're done, we know darn well that we spoke with God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you've had a good session of prayer, you're positive you weren't just speaking into the air. Like you just, you just know you talked to God and you know he heard you, you know? He gives you that sense of his presence. So uh, I think the more we do it and the more we actually taste the sweetness of his presence in prayer, the more we're going to pray. Yeah. We got to get started, you know?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, how do we get started? So knowing the theology behind it, he's given us all things to have access to him. Right. Through Jesus. Yeah. He's broken down that dividing wall. He's broken Mm -hmm. down the boundaries to God, mm-hmm. and then in the spirit, access to the father? And what else, what are some other things that we need to know or do?
1: I'll tell you some things that have really helped me. If you look at all of the major catechisms, when they unpack prayer, they always unpack prayer using the Lord's prayer. And that's really wise. I mean, it's so funny that we'll trying to figure out how to pray and all that. And we don't use the one Jesus gave us, (laughs) you know, it's like, you know, teach us to pray. Okay, here it is. And it's like, well, I'm not going to use that. It's like, well, you should, (laughs) you know, because it's great training wheels. And so what you do is you don't just pray just the Lord's prayer, but you pray the Lord's prayer and then you pray in those categories. Right. And so you follow along with the Lord's prayer, adding in the specifics that you have that fit those things. I think that's a great place to start and you have something to look at. And you know what to do, because I think with me, you know, sometimes you just sit down, you're going to pray and you kind of run out of things to pray about pretty quick because you forgot all the real pressing needs. And if you go through the Lord's Prayer, I think that helps a ton. I think that using the acronym ACTS is helpful, which is Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, Supplication. Okay. So Having that kind of acronym that could be helpful, too. I think it helps to have a grid you know and the lord's prayer and that acts acronym is really helpful i found more recently having like a little journal that has some prayer prompts i don't really like prayer lists because i found them super burdensome yeah and i felt like if i you know i was big on them for a while but then i realized it's burdensome it became boring i felt like man if i don't do all of them and then yeah i felt like i was like meaningless repetition almost you know so There were a lot of problems with doing that for me, but I do like prompts. So I'll have a list of like various things to pray for. I know it sounds like the same thing.
0: Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Some people might go, no, I like lists. I don't like the prompts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the prompts
1: are, the reason I call them prompts is that a mentor of mine had taught me that when you sit down to pray, you know, if you really believe that the Lord is with you and that he's living through you, you could say something like, Lord, what should we talk about? And what he would do is he would say, Lord, you know, what should we talk about? And he expected that the Lord was going to lead him to pray for the things that were necessary. It was so much better than having a long prayer list and feeling like it's burdensome that, you know, if I don't pray for this person or that person, it's fine. The Lord didn't lead me to do it, you know, but I will have some little kind of bullet points in case I get stuck you know yeah so there'll be things in regards to the church and regards to my family and stuff like that but i don't feel like i have to go through the whole list but I do yeah have you should have funny. a
0: prayer list every once in a while because if someone goes like hey can you pray for me yeah i've noticed there's times where if i don't put it on a list mm-hmm. i go yeah i will and then they go oh thanks for praying for me i'm like oh no yeah i totally right. forgot
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so totally. lists are good but yeah they fit a purpose and depending yeah. on your personality and how it's yeah. affecting you
1: The way I handle the prayer thing, you know, for praying for people is that when they ask me, I try and pray immediately for them then. And then I tell them that I will pray for them as the Lord brings them to mind. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and so that they might end up on a list, but as I'm praying, I don't feel obligated to pray every single thing on the list because I'm I'm saying, you know what, Lord, show me which things are really things you want to talk about today. Yeah. And let them pop up. Yeah. And it's amazing how often that the things the Lord leads you to pray for are those things that he's going to be moving in, you know? And so um, I find that really helpful. I find it really helpful to have a list of God's attributes in my prayer journal. And so I have a list of major attributes of God because we need to remember who we're talking to. And it really helps when in the adoration part of prayer to have like a specific list in front of you of things, you know, attributes of God. So I've got a little list here of like, he's holy, he's immutable, he's eternal, he's omnipresent, he's omnipotent, he's beautiful, he's glorious, he's spirit, he's wise, he's good, he's faithful. I had a bunch of these, but yeah. it gives me something, it gives me prompts that when I'm praying and I just, you know, whichever one's kind of hit me, I don't have to pray through the whole list because that would be burdensome and probably vain repetition, but, just to say like, whichever ones stand out to me. And it reminds me of who I'm coming before. Right. Because I'm not talking to just some grandfatherly, you know, Homer Simpson's God, you know, I'm talking to the God of the Bible, you know, who's holy and righteous and, and just, and that really helps too. It's way more exciting to pray when we remember who he is.
0: Yeah. And I've noticed if I am either not in a, habit of reading scripture or thinking of God, you know, his attributes and everything don't mm-hmm. have those things on the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. I tend to say the same prayers over and over again, mm-hmm. Right. even yeah. without, even without a script, because I'm like, I don't know what to pray. Right. And so like the Lord's prayer, I think it was Martin Luther. That's yeah, it was Martin Luther that said the three things that you should remember memorize to help you pray is the Lord's prayer, the 10 mm-hmm. commandments mm-hmm. and the
1: apostles creed. Apostle's Creed is awesome for prayer.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's really cool, you know. For those of you who have kids, mm-hmm. um, there R.C. Sproul has a children's book called "It's the Barber Who Wanted to Pray," mm-hmm. and it's a story about Martin Luther.
1: Yeah, um, he wrote making, that.
0: Yeah, in that book.
1: Yeah, he wrote a simple way to pray, and it was, it was in response to his barber asking him how to. Pray yeah, and it's
0: great, man. Me and my something. brother, my mm-hmm. brother bought it. For um, Micah for Christmas one year, and we we were at, out in Big Bear, mm-hmm. and we stayed up super late drinking whiskey, and we read the book, and we were just mind blown away. <laughs> wow! And we're learning from a little kid's book. It feels <laughs> like an awesome time. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It but like yeah, awesome um, yeah. So yeah, like for me, one thing that I try to do when I am praying and healthier, I do have certain things that I pray through. Like I do pray through the lord's prayer Mm -hmm. i do also there's a scripture that i turn to is psalm 139 Mm -hmm. and proverbs 3 Mm -hmm. verses 1 through 8 Mm -hmm. like with proverbs 3 you know it says i'll just kind of say some of the verses that come to mind Is like trust in the lord with all your heart Mm -hmm. and lean not on your own understanding and when i'm like stressed out i think through that passage because i'm like lord Help my heart to trust in you. It's trusting in all these other things. And yep. I confess it to him and I'm like, help me. I'm leaning on my own understanding. My own understanding is this. I'm going to mm-hmm. be late to work. My boss is going to be mad or whatever it is. And then I go, what's your understanding of the situation? Help mm-hmm. me to lean on that. And then there's a passage towards the end. It's verse eight. It says, or verse seven, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And that I tend to not even really pray when I get there, but I always just think of that. I'm like, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment Mm -hmm. to your bones to turn away from your evil and fear the Lord. And I'm like, God, please help me. I need that, Mm -hmm. you know, and those verses chapter three, verses one through eight. And then, um, Psalm 139 are just passages. I tend to go through Mm -hmm. and pray. Yeah. Through and yeah, they're extremely helpful for me.
1: Yeah, let me highlight what you just did there. So, what you're saying is uh, that we should pray scripture, and that is super valuable. I mean, if any of us are struggling with prayer, you know, one thing we could do is we could just thumb through the Psalms until we find a Psalm that fits where we're at, and we could pray that Psalm. Yeah, and the scriptures are so helpful for prayer. I mean, the words that you got out of Proverbs 3 there made for a prayer that you were excited to pray. Yeah. And you know, we you were like, Ooh, this yeah. is good. This fits me. And yeah. like, I know, you know, this is a solid thing to pray and you were excited to pray that. And I think sometimes people get the sense that if they were to use a prayer that's not spontaneously from them, that somehow it would be dry or whatever. And that's totally not the case. We can totally use, and they'll be better than our words. It turns out that, you know, if we don't have any scripture to inform our prayers, that's what makes them dry. Yeah. Big time. We dry up. We're we're not an endless well of great, you know, inspired (laughs) things. Just, you know, say to God, you know, like we are going to need some help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I even think about, you know, Psalm 51, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm sinning, I, pray that mm-hmm. have mercy on me. Oh God, according to your steadfast love, according mm-hmm. to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. I, I say that prayer word for word. I don't even change anything. It's great, but I just, I mean it, you mean it. And it does tend to man solve so many problems for right. me. Yeah, it is. It is extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why I'm saying is when i tend to not be in the scriptures and I go to pray, mm-hmm. I give up so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, me and Lydia don't do this a ton, but we have done it in the past. But I remember the first time we did it years ago, I said, hey, let's pray through the scriptures. And she's like, how do we do that? Like, it's, I don't know, it's kind of weird. And we just took Romans 8. Mm
1: -hmm. We're
0: like, what we're going to do is Mm -hmm. just read as many verses as you want Mm -hmm. and pray through whatever you want.
1: Plenty there. And then
0: I'll, I'll catch up right after you. And man, we did like five verses and we prayed for like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and it was so easy.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: both of us were like, why don't we do this again? Or why don't we Mm -hmm. do this enough? And we've done it a handful of times only Mm -hmm. in the last few years together. And it's, it just saddens me. Like just the lack of faith I have and the lack of awe I sometimes have of God. Mm -hmm. It's just like, those times are so sweet and so good. Mm-hmm. yet we neglect them We're like what are we doing
1: yeah the more we do it the more we're gonna to want to do it you know it's a weird thing we, we just yeah. have to get started you know and we just have to we have to do it and then we'll find that that we love it you know yeah. we we're made for this we we're made to commune with god and yeah, it's um, like going to
0: the gym you're like no nah, it's not gonna be good and then you leave you're like wow i'm yeah. glad i went <laughs> right basically
1: all the important things for us to do are yeah. like that yeah <laughs> that's cool so adoration confession i love that you um you know psalm 51 psalm 32 great psalms of confession i like that you mentioned like what luther was it luther that said that those were the three of the things we should memorize the uh, was, yeah the yeah. Uh,
0: lord's prayer mm-hmm. the 10 commandments
1: and the apostles mm-hmm. creed and 10 commandments is going to give you plenty of things for confession yeah and i do have the 10 commandments written in my journal too so i can just like when you go to confession. I'm likely to go to confession and go, I think I'm pretty solid right now. Uh, can't think of anything. And it's like, okay, well, how about you look at the 10 commandments and maybe you'll maybe you'll yeah. see something, you know, and you will. And then Thanksgiving, thinking, I find that that's the easiest part of prayer for me is Thanksgiving for some reason. You know, I could just do a bunch of Thanksgiving and stop, but that wouldn't really be a very well-balanced prayer. That's why I think that acronym adoration, confession, Thanksgiving supplication is good because I think we're all prone to do one or two of those and neglect, you know, maybe two of them. Like I think there's some people that are all supplication, supplication, meaning asking God for things. Yeah, People are all asking God for things. Some people are not at all about asking God for things. That's not right either. You know, if we never ask God for things, that's probably not a great sign you know yeah what are we sufficient on our own yeah Yeah. and if we're not thankful that's probably a weird thing too and adoration if we're not doing adoration and we're not really thinking about who god is do we really know him do we really know him and like yeah it's going to inform what we ask for it's going to it's going to inform whether we believe that this is going to change anything or be and then confession do we really know ourselves you know yeah i mean think about it if your prayers lack consistently lack confession either you have reached perfection yeah <laughs> or you're not paying attention <laughs> you know and uh and, and i just the think the latter yeah most likely the latter yeah just so you guys all know spoiler alert it's not the first one it's yeah. like, not we've <laughs> not reached perfection but um i a couple other like things that i've just found that are super helpful insomnia is good for prayer if you're a person that can't hey, sleep, not. <laughs> insomnia is great for prayer. If you're a person that can't sleep, yeah. you have an insanely good advantage for prayer because the two things that get in our way are falling asleep
2: mm-hmm.
1: and distraction. And when you're ha- having insomnia and everybody else is asleep, you have no distraction and you're not going to fall asleep. It's like the perfect time to pray. Yeah, so yeah. If you're struggling with insomnia, like use that to your advantage. Prayer walks. This was something I discovered more recently. That I can pray very fluidly if I'm walking, which is interesting. You're just kind of out for a walk and maybe have your, you know, some prayer prompts in your hand. Maybe, a, you know, a little notebook or something you can look down to with various scriptures that help you pray. Praying out loud helps a ton. I find. And then another thing I'll do sometimes is I'll write as I pray. I'll write out the prayer. But funny way I do it is I I write it super fast and I don't write it to be read. So I'm running all the words into each other as I write. So it ends up as one big long blur. But for some reason, the act of writing, even if you can't read it and it's all the words are running together, it helps me kind of focus and stay connected.
0: Yeah, I had a time where I would do that, a prayer journal. I've heard of people doing that. And it is extremely helpful. The thing that discouraged me from it at times is scared that people were going to read it because I'm like, these are horrible writings. But it was one of the deepest times of mm-hmm. prayer I have sometimes. Yeah. And it's crazy how I make it about myself. Mm-hmm. Even though it's good for me, but I go, man, I don't want someone mm-hmm. to see these.
1: <laughs> yeah. When I write them down there, they're just to be thrown away. It's just to, to focus me. I really like what Thomas Chalmers said. He said this, and this is a good reason to keep keep records of prayer or remember what you prayed for. He says, make me sensible of real answers to actual requests as evidence of an interchange between myself on earth and my savior in heaven. So make me sensible, make me aware of real answers to actual requests as evidence that I'm having an interchange between myself and God. That was something you would ask God for. Is it like, I want to, I want to be aware and remember the things I prayed for, and I want to see them as real evidence that I'm having a real interaction with God. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Thomas Chalmers, man. Super good.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to close up pretty soon, but I was thinking of Romans 6 where it says do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. And so that instruments is like weapons,
2: mm.
0: bring your members, your body parts, all of who you are, you know, the living sacrifice to them. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I find helpful is when I wake up in the morning and one of the first things I do is offer my, body parts and i go through like my mind my Mm -hmm. eyes my ears my mouth and one thing that helps me to pray is when i do that i go i offer you my mind as an instrument of righteousness to use it to think on you to set my mind on things above not on things of this earth and i use my and i give you my mouth and my tongues to bless people and to and to pray to you and think Mm -hmm. on you and to praise you and it's really convicting because though i even in the middle, beginning of the day, I don't think I'm going to do those things. Mm-hmm. But as I made those promises to God and that offering to God, mm-hmm. it makes me keep my word better mm. to him throughout the day.
1: He answers that request.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, well, I offered it to you. I got to do it. you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the days when I don't, I tend to just neglect it. And I go, well, I can't come to him now.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, I just neglected him all day, you know? hmm and I have that bad yeah, of habit. Of course,
1: he wouldn't want you to repent in the middle of the day and come to him. He only wants whole days. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He doesn't want any of these half days. No, coming to him at noon. Yep. Just start over. He's like, you come back in the morning. <laughs> All right. Any um, any closing thoughts? Um. No, I think I think though that. The most important thing about prayer is to start. Praying. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like that's the most important thing. So I think, yeah, we just got to start and do it. Yeah. And then he's going to teach us as we do it.
0: Yep. Yeah. I was thinking of a just kind of a gospel passage. You know, Isaiah 53 at the end it says he always makes intercession mm-hmm. for us. And then Hebrews seven, twenty-five, it says, consequently. Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. He lives and for so them. Just as a comfort and as an encouragement, mm-hmm. even when we aren't praying, if we have faith in Christ, right. he is praying for us and he mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. succeeds. You know, awesome. He's praying to God. And yeah, let, let that push us to pray. So in some sense, we
1: already have a perfect prayer life. Yeah, Christ. through Jesus. Yeah. And so we're, we're going to start based on that. We're going to start yep. there. We're going to start knowing that we already have an amazing prayer life that Jesus himself is doing. And we're going to hop into that water. We're going to enter into what's already occurring. Yes. I like it. All
0: right, let's pray. Can you pray right. for us?
1: Yeah. Father, we, uh, we thank you just for the gift of speaking to you. Um, We pray, Lord, that you would forgive us for neglecting this wonderful gift, Lord, but we also pray that we wouldn't stay away in guilt and defeat, but that we would start afresh to draw near to you. Pray for everybody that's listening to this as they uh, do that, as they just rededicate themselves to prayer, that you would give them a great taste of your presence so that they would want to come back again and again to drink from that fountain. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you
0: for listening to this episode of Street Level Theology. Have a great day, and I hope to see you next
2: time.